Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host, Denise Messenger, for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent, I stands for using your intuition, N stands for networking, and K stands for obtaining knowledge. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Well, welcome, everyone. I'm so glad that you're joining us today, which is July 17th, 2019. Our guest today is Dr. Michael Lewis. We're going to be talking about concussion injuries, particularly in children. He has written a book called When Brains Collide. He's an expert on nutritional and holistic interventions for brain health and particularly in the use of omega-3 fatty acids. He believes these are good for prevention, management, and the rehabilitation of concussions and traumatic brain injuries. Some background on Dr. Lewis. He founded the Brain Health Education and Research Institute in late 2011. He had retired as a colonel after a distinguished 31-year career in the U.S. Army. So he holds the military very dear to his heart. His pioneering work in the military helped thousands of people around the world. And he's been featured in the media, including CNN, numerous radio shows and podcasts. He graduated from the U.S. Military Academy at West Point and Tulane University School of Medicine. He is a board-certified physician and a fellow of the American Colleges of Preventative Medicine and Nutrition. He completed his postgraduate training at Walter Reed Army Medical Center, John Hopkins University, and Walter Reed Army Institute of Research. He currently is in private practice in Maryland. So let's bring him on to our show now. Well, good afternoon, Dr. Lewis. How are you? We're great. We're going to be talking today about concussion injuries in children and also about your book, When Brains Collide. I always like to start the show out by asking you, I know that you were in the military. Was that your um, desire to become a doctor at an early age, or was this something that happened while you're in the military, or were you a doctor before you entered the military? How did it all come about? Uh, well, my father was a general surgeon, my mother was a nurse, so I grew up around medicine. And when I was in undergrad, I, uh, I so I went to the West Point, the U.S. Military Academy, and and I was. Uh, a math, chemistry, physics major, which is as close as you could get to pre-med and get the prerequisites. 
and then I spent uh, about five and a half years out in the Army um, overseas and around the country, and um, and then decided, you know, I, I had the prerequisites and, uh, and the desired, you know, uh, time to move on and, and figure out what I was going to do with the rest of my life, and that's when I applied and got into medical school. Well, that's an interesting journey in itself. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about what a concussion is. You know, what are the symptoms, et cetera? Well, if you think about, you know, kind of slipping on the ice, for example, or, you know, and you, your feet go flying, your head hits the uh, concrete really hard. Um, your skull comes to your head, your skull comes to a very quick sudden stop. But the problem is that your brain doesn't, your brain keeps moving until it's, you know, forced to stop. And that's usually when it hits the inside of the, of the skull and causes a bruising or a contusion, um, on the brain. Um, most of the time, uh, it's not readily apparent. Uh, as far as like on a CAT scan or something like that. Um, but, you know, most people understand the, the symptoms, you know, you, you dizziness. Probably most people don't actually get knocked unconscious. Um, but, you know, start to have memory issues or a headache um, and can have overwhelming fatigue. And most people think, okay, well, that's that was the concussion. But the problem is that's just the beginning. It sets off these biochemical cascades and inflammation in the brain that will continue to burn and churn through the brain um, for days, weeks, months, years, even decades. And I always point out, you know, Muhammad Ali taking some punches as a young man and how he uh, eventually died from Parkinson's. It was the end result of that inflammation that was never adequately addressed. Well, he probably had a multitude of concussions. Absolutely. And, you know, and we hear about it in the news all the time now in the last 10 years with football players because they have a multitude of con- um, maybe not concussions, but um, but percussive events um, that may or may not cause concussion. So, in some cases, it's that one big hit, like you slip on the ice. Uh, in other cases, if you're playing football or soccer and heading the ball all the time, is just that, that accumulation of all these little small hits. So it could, go, it could be from either direction. Yeah, I've always been amazed, particularly with our youth that play soccer and they hit the ball with their heads. What kind of damage does that do? Well, and you know, the NFL and and football certainly have had the spotlight on them, but a lot more kids play soccer in the country, and so there's actually more concussions from soccer because just more kids play it. And it's not always just about heading <clears throat> heading the ball, but it's you know the goalkeeper diving and hitting hitting the uh, the goalpost. Uh, it's the two players going up to head a ball. And instead of heading the ball, they head each other. I mean, so there's lots of ways, you know, in soccer that people are at risk. 
I find it interesting that they don't wear any type of head protection at all. Well, there's some. Uh, it is a little bit surprising, but I guess that's just sort of how the game grew mm. up. And you know, there's there's some uh, players that are starting to wear um, headbands that can potentially absorb some of that that uh, con- uh, percussions. Just you know, like better football helmets are coming out mm-hmm. all the time because they're you know they're needed to decrease and not you know none of these things will ever eliminate the risk of a concussion, but it can certainly decrease the risk. So once once you've uh, been diagnosed with a concussion, what can what can parents do for their children and actually adults do for themselves? Well, there's a couple of things. And first of all, I just want to dispel a number, a couple of myths. So, you know, one of those things of, you know, wake your child up every hour to make sure they're okay. It's absolutely ridiculous. When you have a concussion, your brain needs rest and you need sleep. That's when you heal. So assuming that you've been checked out by a healthcare provider and there's not anything serious under you know underlying, let the kid or let the let the person sleep. That's really really important for the first in the first day or two. Um, and the second myth is that idea of being in a dark room with no stimulation uh, for a couple of weeks until you get better is actually being dispelled as well because what we're finding is the sooner you get back to exercise, aerobic exercise, cardio exercise, the faster your brain's going to heal. So places like Stanford University, as an example, when they have a, a athlete that has a concussion, they put the athlete on a treadmill or a exercise bike the next day. And for every day you delay getting back to exercise, the risk of having chronic problems actually goes up. I didn't know that. Well, that's, that's you know, old wives' tales, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. need to be dis- dispelled, and we do it with science. I mean, there's some great, work out of uh, University of Buffalo about exercise and the recovery from traumatic brain injury. And in fact, they've even designed protocols for, you know, how much uh, to do on a, on a treadmill or on a stationary bike. And, you know, so they've got these protocols that are now starting to finally be used. And, but the biggest thing is, is, the need to get more blood flow to the brain. And the best way to do that is exercise. You get the endorphins and the, um, and your endo, your endogenous cannabinoids flowing and, and helping with the repair process. And so exercise actually is much more important than we've ever believed it to be uh, in the past. It's, it's just as I think one of the biggest changes that we've seen in the last year or two but it's got a long way to go because all these myths continue mm-hmm. to be perpetuated and, and believed, and they're they're just that they're myths. Mm. What motivated you to write your book when the brains when brains collide? 
Well, When Brains Collide was really um, a compilation of all the things I was saying um, on radio shows and podcasts and talks at medical conferences, as well as what I'm talking to patients about. And Mm -hmm. I just really wanted to kind of get all that information out of my head and into one place uh, that people could go and refer to and, and read and, mm-hmm. and access. So it was really actually just trying to download this information out of my head into a place where people could read it and, and understand it at their, at their own rate. Well, it's, it's a really great book because it gives actual examples. Well, I, you know, I always say that people want to hear about the science, but they really remember the stories. And yes. so, uh, you know, it's uh, very much geared towards uh, the euphemistic uh, soccer mom. For, um, you know, so the mom that's got the 15-year-old soccer player or the 17-year-old ice hockey player, uh, and they're going to the pediatrician or the neurologist and they're being told go sit in a dark room and there's nothing we can do only time will heal your brain and I just didn't accept that and I think there's very specific concrete things we can do to improve the ability of the brain to heal if it's going to heal sometimes the damage is going to be too much but we want to put odds in our favor and and the biggest single factor is inflammation and how do we best deal with inflammation is really nutrition. And, and so I use targeted specific nutritional ways to help people deal with their head injuries and resolve their symptoms, but ultimately get the inflammation down that continues to cause problems. Well, let's talk a little bit about those nutritional ways. Well, my, my, Two main things that I get every patient on, or at least my the first one, every single patient, I absolutely insist this is what you need to do, is omega-3s, principally from fish oil. Now, if you want to eat good quality salmon every day, then you don't need supplementation. But when I'm talking about treating or helping resolve uh, the symptoms of a concussion, the doses of fish oil supplements are actually much, much higher than most people would ever think. I mean, anywhere from six to 10 times greater than what the bottle is going to tell you uh, is the dose. And so um, the FDA tells us that 3,000 milligrams of the omega-3s are what they call generally recognized as safe. And so that's my starting. That's where I start. But I know almost everybody is deficient in omega-3s, so I want to do a loading dose. So I actually triple that up, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, and so that depending on the quality of fish oil, good quality concentrates, it will only be three capsules. So three capsules at breakfast, three capsules at lunch, and three capsules at dinner. And, you know, it's really important that you get a good quality concentrate that has a thousand milligrams of not fish oil, but of a thousand milligrams of EPA and DHA, the the main uh, omega-3s. And so I I do that usually for a week or two, depending on 
on the injury. If somebody comes to me a year or two after an injury and they're still struggling, then I might do that for a month or two um, because people just feel better. And then the, the second thing that I always add in is hemp-derived CBD oil. And it has some, a lot of interactions with fish oil, um, but it interacts with our brains and our immune systems through specific types of receptors that our body naturally has. And we make these own happy chemicals in our brain. Um, it's all about balance. And nature gives us a way to interact with those receptors principally through the cannabis plant, but more pointedly through hemp and hemp-derived CBD or broad-spectrum hemp oil. It can be a tremendous. Uh, you put those two together, the fish oil and the CBD or hemp oil, it's just, it's, it accelerates that process of healing and, um, and resolving the symptoms. How long have you been doing this? I started when I was still in the Army before I retired. Um, The fish oil, I had the concept, the idea, and started pursuing it probably now 12, 13 years and um, in a variety of different directions. And and hemp really has become, you know, hemp just has become very popular just in the last three, four years. And Mm -hmm. I got involved with... um, so I was involved with the largest retailer of, of fish oil uh, in the nation. And some of the key people went over to the hemp industry and asked me to come on board as a, uh, on their board of medical advisors. And so I didn't know anything about it. I mean, I was in the military. I, why would I know anything about cannabis? And, you know, I was drug tested and everything else. So mm-hmm. uh, it was quite a learning experience for me and just the tremendous value that the cannabis plant, and particularly I like the hemp plant because it doesn't have the THC. It has, you know, only trace amounts of THC, um, not anywhere like you can where you can get high from it it's so it's kind of the medicinal part of the whole cannabis plant without the thc without the stuff that gets you high Mm -hmm. there's there's so many companies that are marketing this product now have you found a particular company that has done lab testing and it and can confirm um the um you know, authenticity and um, the chemical compounds? Well, absolutely. I mean, just like with fish oil and the largest retailer, um, there's really two, depends on which set of data you you hear about. There's really only the two largest um, hemp companies out there. And um, and one of them is Charlotte's Web or C C W Hemp, uh, which became pretty well known, you know, with, with the Charlotte Figgy and her 
she was the little girl that had the seizures that the hemp oil helped decrease the, and eliminate the seizures. The other mm-hmm. one, which is the company that I work with, is, um, is CB Sciences and their Plus CBD oil line of products. And like I said, they're the two largest companies, the two largest retailers. They're both in somewhere around five, 6,000 stores around the country in, in all 50 states. Um, but what I really like about Plus CBD oil is that quality. They mm-hmm. literally set the standard for quality control and testing. Um, and in fact, when Consumer Reports wanted to do some testing that you probably read about, and sure, that, sure. that there were products out there that didn't have any CBD in it. Some of it had way too much. Some had none at all. Some had THC mm-hmm. when it wasn't supposed to. Well, yeah. basically, they went. Consumer Reports went to CV Sciences and said, teach us how you do your quality control and testing. And so it really, they, when I say they set the standard for quality control and testing, they really literally did mm-hmm. and do. Well, it's really um, very important information for our listeners. Absolutely. Because, you know, there's a saying in the CBD industry right now that basically the people will say it's the wild, wild west. And it really is. There are lots of companies getting into the space, and you don't know where the source of the of the hemp is coming from because you know you got suppliers and others. You know, there's not that many companies that control everything from like with Plus CBD oil. They control everything from the exact seed that gets planted in the ground all the way through what ends up on the store shelf and they control that process and uh, both with quality control and um, it's just vertically integrated and it gives you a lot, it should give you a lot of comfort that they know what they're doing and you get what you expect. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whereas Mm -hmm. you don't always get that with a lot of companies and a lot of products. Yeah. And like I said, there's so many companies that are, um, adding it to their products. You just don't know where they're getting it from. Yeah, and, you know, we're starting to see, you know, infused, uh, CBD-infused beer and uh, drinks. Uh, And, you know, you got now, you know, Coca-Cola and Pepsi are looking at at, at CBD. I mean, it's going to start to become... It, oh. If you think it's if you think it's popular now, it's going to really become more mainstream over the next two three years. Oh well, we'll see how that all works out. <laughs> it'll be it'll be an interesting ride, won't it? Well, let's get back to the concussions and the sports, um, particularly because we're in the summer months now, and there's a lot of children out there playing summer sports. Uh, how, you know what can what can they do to reduce the player concussion rates, et cetera? Well, it, you know the biggest thing is just you know if you're talking about organized uh, team sports, and I'm a mm-hmm. huge fan of organized team sports, including football. Um, I let my son play high school football, and he's playing rugby in college now. But I look at how can we do it safer. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Part of that is rules, you know, and, and we see rules changing, you know, and kickoffs and stuff like that. Heading and soccer, you can all, you know, at a certain age, um, you're not allowed to head the ball until a certain age. Same with checking and ice hockey. Um, you know, you have, I think maybe, uh, don't quote me on this, but I think you have to be, you know, the 12 year olds and older. Um, so there's a certainly rules that need to not only be changed and are changing, but they really need to be enforced. And so uh, that's really important. But the, you know, the equipment is really important, you know, better technology, better helmets, for example, in football and ice hockey. But nobody's talking about how do you address the brain itself? How do you deal with this from the inside out? And that's where I'm different. I'm looking at it from the inside out. How do we make the brain more resilient to withstand an injury in the first place? And can you use that same thing to help with the recovery of of a brain that's been injured and goes right back to that fish oil and CBD oil? Um, So I don't let my son leave the breakfast table without taking... 3,000 milligrams, a handful, you know, three capsules of fish oil, three or four capsules of fish oil every single day. Because what I believe is, and there's some studies out there that support what I have hypothesized. They took my Mm -hmm. hypotheses and they, they tested it with, you know, placebos and everything else. And what we show is that omega-3s actually in prevention mode before an injury actually decrease the amount of injury and all the markers that go along with uh, colliding, uh, you know, heads colliding. So um, it's, um, so I address it from the inside out, make the brain more resilient. Well, because the fish oils reduce inflammation in the body, I assume I don't know for sure. It's just a question for the doctor. <laughs> but if you sustain other physical injuries while you're playing sports, does it help in that regard as well? Well, it certainly does. And that's one of the things, you know, I was actually literally just reading an article um, about a medical cannabis in, uh, in football players. And why are they looking at it? It's because it decreases the inflammation, helps with the joint pain and all the other things, not just, um, you know, inflammation throughout the body. It's not just in the brain. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. the the knee injuries and, uh, uh, you know, actually even recovery after a a hard-fought game um, can be, improved with things like fish oil and cannabis um, so that the recovery process actually um, is, is improved and sped up. And that's really by dealing with the inflammation. Well, it's really good to know my son is an avid mountain bike biker and, you know, he's, he has three different coaches. He has a routine that he has to do on a daily basis I assume he's probably creating a lot of inflammation in his body because he's riding a lot. And then, and then obviously if he falls, you know, you have that too. 
Well, and, you know, summertime, kids are out playing, they're riding their bikes, they're skateboarding. Kids need to be outside. They don't need to be sitting inside on the Xbox, on the couch, eating potato chips. They need to be outside. And, you know, we can talk about the, the public health problem of concussions, but obesity is a much greater problem. And the, one of the ways we need to deal with that is getting kids active again. Let them go mm-hmm. outside and play. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, you know, I, I'm very much would encourage your listeners to get your kids outside and, and play. But one of the sports that we don't necessarily, two of the sports that we don't necessarily associate with concussions, one, interestingly enough, is cheerleading. You know, or the girls mm-hmm. typically are being thrown way up in the air, and mm-hmm. sometimes they don't get caught. Um, That's right. You know, That's so right. cheerleading can be a, a can have devastating uh, head injuries. And the other one, if you think about it, being thrown from a relatively high height, horseback riding, equestrian sports, mm. and you don't normally think of that um, when you think of concussions, but they can be some terrible, terrible uh, head injuries. Mm. Yeah. Well, we just never know how we're going to fall. <laughs> You're going to the grocery store and you get in a car accident. I mean, you just never know. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's no way to predict these things. You really aren't. Was there anything else that you'd like to add? Um well, I would just, you know, urge your listeners that if they are wanting to learn more about this and what they can do to okay. keep their kids healthy is, is go on to Amazon and get a copy of my book, When Brains Collide, and be sure to leave a, uh, a review that certainly helps um, other people recognize that, hey, this is a book that I need, and recommend it to friends. I, I've got... I have good friends that buy, you know, five books at a time and they hand it out to their their doctors, their their kids' coaches, and and so on. So, help me spread the word that you know there is more we can do um, to recover from head injuries and even prevent them. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day, and um, we really appreciate. Your information, I know I've learned quite a bit. So have our listeners. Well, I ho- Please hope keep so, up your great you work. Somebody's... Well, thank you. Okay, take care. <laughs> okay, bye now. Bye-bye. All right, that uh, concludes our interview for today. Thank you so much for listening in, and uh We will be back in August. So until then, have a great summer and be well. Bye-bye. We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have. And follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit gotcancernowwhat.com for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, 
got cancer, now what? 